0: Before we get into this episode, I would like to make a quick disclaimer that all of Society Inspired's interviews and the information we share are 100% for learning experience and to hear the different sides of the various issues we discuss. We never endorse nor support violence and we are committed to promoting peace. I want to create a safe space for learning and comfortable place for people to be able to start to speak. Hope you enjoy. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the 15th episode of Society Inspired. My name is Gemma Asper. I am a 15-year-old Palestinian-American teen, and I am so excited to have Gwena Hunter as our special guest for episode number 15. Would you like to introduce yourself, tell us your story, and also share your preferred pronouns, please? Absolutely.
1: And thank you so much, Gemma. Mm -hmm. Um, My preferred pronouns are she, her. Um, my name is Gwenna Hunter. I'm the founder of Vegans of LA, which is a community uh, organization here, obviously in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started it back in 2015. I wasn't vegan yet, but um, <laughs> I was vegetarian, yeah, and I started it just to like um, do meetups and meet people because wow. um, I was still pretty new to Los Angeles. And it just make a long story short, it evolved. And you know, people a lot of people show up to my events, and we meet at restaurants, things like that. And um, yeah, and now I have the first vegan food bank in Los Angeles, um which we started in May, and it's been going
0: been going well. That's
1: awesome.
0: <laughs> um, starting with your pathway to veganism, what was the thing that inspired you to become a vegan?
1: So I won't even say it was an inspiration. It was literally a electrical jolt um, that put me into veganism. I think I'd had I'd, I'd had signs and symptoms throughout the years, but mm-hmm. I didn't recognize what they what these messages meant. And so in well, first of all, I was have been vegetarian for about eight years, um, okay. and that was just because eating meat it it really caused me a lot of uh, issues in my body, and my body wouldn't digest cows at all. Like I would have these super bad reactions mm-hmm. anytime I ate cow flesh and um so I eliminated so my reason for being vegetarian had nothing to do with compassion it was I mean it was self-compassion but it had nothing to do with animals or the planet and so anyway fast forward February 2016 um I don't remember the date but it was February 2016 it was a dream that caused me to oh. change the way I saw life reality everything so in the dream i'm flying in the sky because you know in dreams we know how to fly (laughs) and i'm flying in the sky and i look down i see a really beautiful uh green pasture and the pasture was like perfection like everything was perfection and then i noticed this really beautiful cow and a memory came back to me i remember um looking particularly at her body And seeing sections of her body and I wasn't understanding why these sections were being shown to me and all of a sudden the cow she looked up at me and when she looked up at me it was like this energy like I could see it but it's hard to describe it It was between our eyes and then I was the cow so I had the cow's consciousness I always wonder if she became me Um, because there was like this transfer i don't know but i i'm starting to wonder i'm like i wonder if she became me and i became her but yeah i her whole life like flashed before me i experienced her whole life i experienced her reality i experienced her thoughts giving birth children love joy pain like i experienced her as a cow and i don't even know how long it lasted um could have been probably knowing how this reality works probably a few seconds (laughs) and so I woke up from the dream and I was already crying like as I was like waking up and I was just like oh my god cows love Mm -hmm. and we even though I wasn't eating cows but I didn't care if anybody else you know ate cows again I wasn't vegetarian for any of that and I'm like they're conscious like they have awareness and their awareness is sharp It's not dull or fragmented like they have complete clear awareness and i'm like we and we eat them like that has to be crazy like yeah just imagine like you visit a planet (laughs) and you go and you see people that are or you see other beings and you're like oh this is cool and they look at you and all of a sudden they're hungry Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I imagine that's yeah. how cows kind of, you know, may think, even though we don't eat them directly, because that would mean that we're supposed to eat animals. You know, we just yeah. ate them with our bare teeth, um, like real animals and predators do. But yeah. So anyway, I'm crying and I'm just like, oh my God, cows love. And my mind is like being blown, And so I'm like, did this really happen? Because I am a very, like, I dream by nature. I pay attention to my dreams and I remember them. So I'm a believer of all of that. But at the same time, I do give myself the opportunity to be a skeptic. So I'm analyzing and I'm like, did I eat something weird? Was this, you know what I mean? I'm like questioning it. And literally, while I'm wide awake and I'm laying in the bed, Um, this warm sensation. I felt it like hovering like right above my heart and I look and I don't see anything. And then I put my hand on it and I was like, it was the most beautiful feeling. It was peace. It was quiet. It was safe. It was unconditional. It was warm. It was it was everything and it was it was still. It was just so beautiful. And I realized like that was my confirmation that you really yeah. had this experience and yes, this is it. And so um I would say with within that week, synchronistically, I ended up seeing this five-minute video by Aaron Janice called Dairy is effing scary. And it's five minutes and it's kind of done in almost a sarcastic humorous way the way she's narrating it but she's letting you see what really goes on in the in the dairy industry and i was shocked because i had no idea mm. how rough and mean and cruel and and even though i'm a grown woman i'm thinking still that we milk cows with our hands and the cow wants to give us the milk. Like I hadn't even questioned these things, like just living blindly. And so when I see the rape, the kidnapping, the murder, the torture, all of that, cause that's exactly what it looked like. The slavery, that's exactly what it looked like. And that's like, it was the blueprint of slavery. Like it was, and so for me, I didn't, you know, see, her as like, oh my God, what we're doing to this poor cow, like I related to her as a woman, as a female, um, as, as a divine feminine, like look at what we're doing to her body because if these things were done to my body, you know, I know how sensitive my breasts feel. So imagine a metal machine extracting milk from you when it's not even coming out naturally, you're constantly being impregnated they're taking your child you have a connection with your child you remember your child you want your child and this is happening over and over and over again it's yeah it's criminal
0: that yeah wow that's an amazing dream though like I mean it's... it's scary with like to think about it but like that like connection to the conscious that that's beautiful
1: yeah. And the dream was a completely beautiful experience. Like I didn't experience, and if I did, I don't remember it, but mm-hmm. everything I experienced was beautiful, you know, through the cow's eyes. And so even when I experienced like, cause I knew that I experienced joy and pain, it wasn't anything at that moment that I had to connect to that feeling deep enough to make it feel scary. But everything about the dream was absolutely, you know, just beautiful. And so once I saw that video, I was even more like mortified. I'm like, okay, yeah, like yeah. I'll never like milk. Like it can't even be an ingredient in a problem. Like I'm done. I'm like, this is what I need to push me over the edge. I'm like, I'm completely done. Um, yeah. And so I just felt like, you know, I became for a short period of time, thank goodness. But I do have empathy for them, but I did become like an angry vegan. For like the first three to four months because I was just poor like I couldn't couldn't believe that this is what we're doing as a human race and that we're not questioning it and we're just doing it blindly and over and over again so I was like on my Facebook posting these videos and horrible stuff that you know I mean you want people to know but you got to be very tactful in the way that you do things because yeah. people are going to just crave to watch slaughter videos. They're going to click. I, I don't even watch that stuff. Like I can't watch that stuff. Yeah,
0: um,
1: there was a time where I could, but I can't, yeah, I can't watch it anymore. So yeah, I realized I wasn't getting anywhere with that after about four months and I snapped out of it and I was like, okay, I got to do this with compassion and, and love and empathy um, yeah. all the things that we want to give to the animals, we have to also give it to each other.
0: Wow. Okay. Amazing start. I I love this. Okay. <laughs> you already mentioned that you are the creator of the first vegan food bank in Los Angeles. What motivated you to start Vegans of LA?
1: So um, Vegans of LA was started because I had, a friend had encouraged me to you know, getting, I was, you know, at the time I was vegetarian and he was like, why well, don't you do something, you know, like with vegans or vegetarians, do a meetup. And I was like, you know what, that sounds, something about that sounds right. I didn't know I was starting that, you know, I was on the journey. Um, and so I started doing like some meetups and they were becoming really good. And then um, came up with the name Vegans of LA because Vegetarians of LA was just, that didn't sound as charming as Vegans of LA. Yeah. But again, when I started, I wasn't vegan yet because I didn't really think, like, well, yeah, what's the big deal? Just the differences, one drinks, you know, does dare, the other one doesn't. But little did I know that it's a huge difference. But at the time it wasn't, and I'm glad it wasn't a big deal. I'm glad that I um, didn't do this with fear you know, I did it with like, I'm just going to do this, whatever. And so I started Vegans of LA and it was just supposed to be about meetups at restaurants and little fun singles parties and get togethers and stuff like that. And I did do that for a while. Um, and then I got hired by an organization called Vegan Outreach and, um, I was doing things in uh, people of color communities, uh, black and brown communities, providing um, meals, vegan meals, um, in exchange for having conversations about, you know, the benefits of this lifestyle. And so, did that for a few years. And during the pandemic, we shifted to doing food outreach because, you know, there was a pandemic going on. So okay. we started doing food outreach, and I saw how effective that was. And that led me into wanting to create a food bank.
0: Wow. Yeah. And um, you also started another group called Vegans for Black Lives Matter. Can you explain to us what that group is about? Yeah. So
1: that group started literally at the beginning of George Floyd. Um, And that was kind of like a divine thought, like, it takes a lot of emotional work to create groups that you have to create content and conversations and manage this and break up fights. And, you know, it's like having a child, <laughs> a couple, a few children at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so that was never something that I really wanted to do again. But when I got the the inspired thought, I heard the word vegans, of, uh, vegans for Black Lives Matter. I'm like, okay, let's, let's see what, what this does. And so I created the group Mm -hmm. and I had no idea what the intention was. I just felt this urge to create the group. So Mm -hmm. I invited like a few friends to the group. Um, and I was going to check back with them in a couple of weeks to talk about what we could do with this, if they were interested. So I'd already started procrastinating and postponed it. And, the next day I woke up and I had these notifications, 500 people were in the group and I was like, Oh, oh God. And <laughs> so I, you know, go in the group and there's all of this arguing and yelling and, and I'm saying yelling, you can't hear it, but I'm very empathic. So I could feel it. Yeah. And you can see people calling each other racist and people saying, I've been crying all day. I didn't know. It was like so much emotion in the group. And it was that way for the, Probably the first couple of years, like, you know, we learned how to work things out. And it was a huge lesson for me. This group still exists, but it's definitely a lot quieter. And I also plan on um, shifting the energy of the group from talking about victimization to more of a a place of empowerment and Mm -hmm. solutions. So that's where I'm getting ready to I'm either gonna archive it or see if everybody's interested in in shifting, you know, the conversation.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that would be amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I can see it. yeah, all that, all the emotions into one group on Facebook.
1: <laughs> yeah, because the issue is even in the vegan move every movement, you know for the most part has its division. And so I know I experienced and saw a lot of um, ignorance to be polite um, in the vegan community, a lot of uh, racism, a lot of uh, stereotype, just a lot of stuff that I'm like, this is the last thing I need to experience in a community that, you know, and I, look, I've been guilty of my drama too. Like we all need to clean up our act um but I have been (laughs) but the the group taught me a lot about um not suppressing your emotions allowing yourself to feel Mm -hmm. um but also at the same time you know allow yourself to feel but if you're in a a dark feeling place just be conscious of not staying there too long you know move and shit yeah. you got to keep me on track because I'll start talking about other stuff no, it, you're great right. we can
0: go wherever <laughs> you know um okay well in interviews I've seen you use familial language to increase empathetic connections across multiple activism topics can you explain that language and how it is helpful for the understanding of veganism
1: um well, do you mind giving an example of the language? I know you sent it to me, but do you mind uh, repeating like an example of like the language?
0: Oh, yes. So you described like you you just did in like a few minutes ago, but taking like a son away from its mother, from like a cow. So you're taking its son away. And I feel like you said that creates empathy in people because they don't think of it that way. They just- Yeah. Have, automatic hatred in a way. Yeah
1: because I think when we say you know calves um, cal- you know what I mean when we give them these names it's it creates a separate yeah. like oh that's that over there has nothing to do with me that's that's them but when you say things like sons um, daughters mothers fathers sisters brothers it it's kinda of almost like, whoa, I didn't I never saw them like that. It's like when I, you know, watch that video and I'm looking <clears throat> at what they're doing to her body, it created such a connection because I'm like, <clears throat> This is a woman. Yeah. Cows are pregnant for nine months. I never knew that. I didn't learn that in school. No one yeah. didn't have any cow classes, you know. Yeah. So yeah. it's like when I learned all these things, I'm just like, it it makes you for me it made me you know more connected like mm-hmm. i have a, a well i, I watch saying i s- say i have a cat she has me but i live with a cat <laughs> and her name is china <clears throat> and she's very um she has a very ex- broad level of awareness mm-hmm. and you know when i first um when she first came into my life i didn't i thought you know like okay I'll, have her and she's going to be cranky and be in the corner and I'll just slide her food. And like, I thought that was the life we were going to live, but she was so personal. You know, she like, even last night, like she touched my face. She was like rubbing my face and just staring at me. And I'm just like, it still blows. I've had her for 15 years with me and I still get mind blown at it. Yeah. yeah. So she's a person to me. I'm like, she's just in a fur coat, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah even when I
0: read that like my I'm vegan I'm you know but like that clicked for I was like like I felt that and now it was like that's painful and like it yeah it just it's like relating to something I think that makes people like take a step back and actually like think about it
1: yeah yeah because it's like I said, we're already so incredibly divided anyhow on this planet when it comes to like gender and color and race and country and this, and the streets you're in, the neighborhood you're in, the way you eat, the color of your hair. Like we are in so many sections and boxes and um, yeah. packages. Like it's <laughs> so many layers, it's ridiculous. But yeah, using those type of words, um, I think kind of helps break the programming a little bit
0: Mm -hmm. in people,
1: and then they can start to see like, oh, wow, that is somebody's child. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, with baby pit, like we eat, there's a video I'm going to be doing soon. And I say these things in here, um, Because it's true. I don't know how offended people are gonna get. Like, I'm a little nervous, but at the same time, I don't give a, you know what? (laughs) But we eat babies. Like, that's exactly what it is. I'm not lying. Like, we eat babies. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Veal, those are babies. Um, Bacon, those are babies. You know, like, we we eat children. And so I want to say it that way so that it will, because it's like, you're going to have to prove I'm lying and you can't prove that I'm lying because I'm telling the truth. This is exactly what we do on this planet. It's weird. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I like that viewpoint. I've never thought of it like that, but that clicked for me. So, Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah,
1: we're we're we're. It's almost like the zombie like we're zo- like zombies, like
0: not That's even living. I was just trying to think. Yeah, it's... Like, <laughs> my dream. Was like, what is the thing you're trying to think of? <laughs> yeah,
1: it's like a bunch of a plant, a planet of zombies. <laughs> I mean, it's a real horror movie. Like you know, I mean, there's beautiful things on this it's planet. Really I'm not gonna, but that. <laughs> Part of
0: it is a horror movie. Yeah. Uh, Why is uh, going vegan so important, not only for our physical health, but also our mental health, especially as we continue working through this pandemic that we're in? Yeah. Well, I
1: say I have a lot of people that I know that have um, shifted their mental health and I remember when it happened for me, it was like, oh, I felt a little more crisp and clear and, um, less heavy. Like it was, but it, it wasn't almost physical. It was just like a, another a new layer of clarity. Hmm. And, um, I know people who have healed, um, healed themselves or at least, cause the issues to be manageable that have had like mental health issues Mm -hmm. um right now uh black americans are the or i think his word is african americans are the fastest growing demographic to go plant-based and i think that is absolutely amazing yeah Um, one because usually the issues that we think we inherit are just, what we're inheriting are the same habits. So it's like, oh, you know, so-and-so died of, you know, this illness. So I'm more than likely gonna have it too. But the illnesses are usually caused by the foods that we consume, usually it's by the foods. So if we keep repeating that same habit, then yeah, you're more than likely gonna end up with the same type of um, experience. Yeah. So I think now, like, you know, our gener- these generations now are realizing like, okay, I don't want to be cramped over and not able to move, but still have to be here and pay bills and do that. And I can't enjoy my life. Like you want to thrive as long. Like, I don't want to, I don't mind getting older. But I don't want to, I don't want to embody older, if that makes any sense. You know, I want to be thriving until I'm laughing and then I just check out of here. (laughs) So, but yeah, my point is that we want to live less stressful lives. You Mm -hmm. know, you ever had to watch somebody or see somebody die or help take care of somebody. You don't want to end up in that same experience
0: no yeah. yeah I completely understand that I had that I had that mental uh shift too oh yeah yeah I don't know how old I was I think I was 13 or 12 Okay. yeah and what,
1: what shifted for you
0: I don't know I just a lot of things I did just felt lighter like okay. even like school like I didn't feel so my brain didn't feel so clogged if that makes sense yes it does make sense not only like my physical weight felt lighter like my brain lightened up like I was able to take a minute and think about things fully without like constantly going if that yeah sense.
1: Yep. I totally understand what it's you hard
0: mean. to explain you
1: right if you explain <laughs> to another vegan we get it but if you explain to somebody else because yeah. all they know is what they know Exactly. So, because I try to tell people, explain it, but I'm like, they're not going to understand it. You're really. not going to get this. You got to feel it. Yeah. Oh, but it's no. like, it takes a layer of of uh, dead energy off of you or something yes, like
0: that. That's a, that's, yeah, yeah. It's
1: yeah. like dead energy because that's what we're you're consuming. You're consuming yes. a dead body. So, and you're going to have that energy reflected, you know, on you as well, which that's a whole other conversation. Because I do believe that you don't just consume the flesh you, you also consume the energy as well like how could you not yeah so yeah when you stop eating the death
0: then some of the death comes on off <laughs> everything has energy so that's yeah that's a perfect example um how can we donate to your vegan food bank and can we send online donations and donate in person
1: yes you can do both so um online and it's completely, uh, tax deductible. Uh, we are fiscally sponsored by better food foundation. Um, well, let me see here. So it is vegans of LA <laughs> dot network So again, vegans with an S V E G A N S of la.networkforgood.com and you will get a uh tax uh, donation receipt
0: okay yes i will link that down below if anybody would like to donate and i'm assuming there's information there where you can donate in person as well
1: yeah you can come and donate in person at the food bank we operate we're done for the rest of this year um, but we will be resuming back on January 19th. So we operate once per month
0: okay, and yeah. that's
1: every third Thursday of the month. Uh, the food bank opens up at eight. We're from eight to 10, but <clears throat> if you want to come and volunteer, okay. uh, get there before seven forty-five AM, um, it's, we, within that two hours, we get over 300 people at that particular location. Um, so it's intense, but it's wonderful. Um, people are filled with so much gratitude and yeah. yeah, So people are very, very appreciative for your presence. Um, and also on the third, third, third Wednesday is the day (laughs) before the food bank. Um, we have where people can come volunteer or help sort produce. So if you want to do that, you can show up. Um, we start at approximately ten forty-five, eleven, 11, and we go until about 2 o'clock.
0: Okay, perfect. And I will put all of that information down below so you can revisit it and, you know, do your thing. Sounds good. <laughs> Are there any resources you would like my followers and me to read, watch, or listen to?
1: Um, I would definitely say if you have not had the experience of watching Dairy is Effing Scary, scary, um, there's nothing, there's no like blood or slaughtering in it, but it shows you, just in case you, you don't know, it shows you what we do with factory farm cows and the, what, the, what's hooked up to them, what the living conditions are, are usually like. Um, so her name is spelled Aaron, Erin, E-R-I-N. Last name Janice, J A N U S, and it's called Dairy is effing scary. Um, it actually, most of them actually spell the word effing out, so just so you know. Um, <laughs> um, I'm trying to think another one. Um, oh, this one is called The Invisible Vegan um, by Jasmine Lavia, L E V Y A. This is a, a film about. Um, this was done a few years ago, but this was about the invisibility of Black vegans in the movement and our culinary um, culture and legacy and how we, you know, started from the bottom. Now we're here, so it, it's some really great conversations um, in there. Um, and then you can follow me if you want to see my work and see how the food bank operates and what the community is like. You can go on Instagram, so vegans of Los Angeles underscore.
0: Okay. And that's where they can find you. Is there anything else connected to you that you want me to put? For um, if anyone is interested in
1: volunteering, you can uh, send us a text at 626-88-GO-VEG. 626 88 go so send us a text and then we'll text back because the DM sometimes I need to take a break from Instagram and so sometimes I give myself like a week and like I don't check DMs but I will respond to a text message
0: okay so all of that the sources where to find you where you can donate where you can go or volunteer send the text message that will all be linked below um -hmm yes and if you have any additional resources you think of you can email them to me and i will also put those down below okay well thank you so much for taking your time to do this interview make sure you follow Gwenna on the social media platforms and check out the food bank she is a part of make sure to follow our other social media platforms as well so you don't miss out on more interviews and important information I hope you enjoyed the 15th episode of Society Inspired, and we will see you guys next time. Thank you so much, Gemma.